Welcome to the Job Factory podcast, presented by CUNY Career Development Society. My name is Blue, career coach and your host at the Job Factory, the career development and job search podcast. I interview real job seekers and share real stories as inspiration and hope for everyone out there looking for a job. During the episode, I will be offering career advice as we discuss job search strategies. At the end of the episode, I will offer relatable tips on how you can improve your job search. To find out more information about our services, please check out kcds.ca. So Robert, thank you so much for joining me today on the Job Factory podcast. I'm super excited that we can connect again after the workshop the other week here. Um, and I think we'll just dive straight in with if you could do an, if we get an introduction um, with an idea of your career history, and I know you're transitioning careers, so it's, it would be really interesting, I think, to share for the listeners, you know, what, you know, what you're looking at next in your career path. Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go in forward chronological order. I graduated university, got a job and an office, just a general clerical type of job. Um, and it was while I was working on that job that I discovered print production. And I thought, this is something I really love. So I went back to school, got my certification for um, commercial print production and uh packaging and uh, marketing, like printing is a pretty big, wide field. Um, so I worked on that for about 15 years when I lived in Toronto. And then my husband and I moved to British Columbia 15 years ago. And there's no commercial printing, not a significant um, commercial printing uh, industry here in the Kootenai where I live. So, uh, but there was a job at the local credit union in financial services. So I've been working in that field for the last 15 years. And then uh, two years ago, my husband was diagnosed with a terminal illness, more critical illness. And, um, and then about a year and a half ago, um, the uh, treatment changed from curative to palliative at which time I took a leave of absence and uh, spent time as a primary caregiver for him. And um, after he passed away, I waited for a year to, before making any big decisions. But I was reflecting for the past year about what I want to do with my life uh, now that he's gone. And <clears throat> that's kind of uh, got me to a point now where I'm wanting to transition into the healthcare field and looking for entry level healthcare um, at this point in my life. I'm not starting out a career. I'm not looking to be the the head honcho, the the big player. I just want to be part of a team. I just want to help people out. And it's at that most frontline basic type of just to be compassionate with somebody uh, who is vulnerable, who's feeling really crappy, who is stuck in a long-term care facility and they don't want to be. Um, so all, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's where I want to right. help. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. And you, so when you were uh, supporting your partner with palliative care, were you still working in your job or did you quit your job and focus fully on being the support? I'm fortunate that uh, the compensation package at my workplace, uh, I was able to take some time 
when his treatment was curative. So when it was, you know, going to Kelowna for cancer treatment and going to the doctor's office, you know, going down to the hospital in Trail and having, having a video conference, I was able to take time off of my, off of my job. And Paul really wanted me to, to not be in the house all the time. So <laughs> he wanted me to, it's like, go, go live, you know, like just be a normal life. Like, don't, right. you know, like that, that was important for him. Yeah. So, uh, so for the most part, I was working still. Um, so it wasn't until the last, uh, so I'd say four months that uh, I, I took a, like an official leave of absence where I was on EI Right. Um, earning a portion of my wage and, you know, not earning anything from the employer, which is a great program, by the way, like it, anybody who's in a circumstance like that, it's complicated to navigate through that. And yep. if you have anybody in your field who is looking for some assistance, I, I would be happy to reach out and right. help them. Well, that's that. great yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you've taken, so this is four months ago, you take, you leave work and you take this time out. And then you found yourself in the job factory where we met. And at what at what point in your new career path are you now in terms of decision making? You talked about training uh, mm -hmm. and healthcare aid. Is that a are you now fixed on that path, or have you been no. thinking? No, no, not fixed on that. But if I'm the type of personality that I need to have some some goal, some direction, some sure, something yeah. to be working towards, or I'll just float aimlessly, aimlessly and yeah uh, that's that's not me so i need to have a plan but i'm also um remaining open and flexible to other opportunities as they rise so right. in my life i've had a few times where i am like printing like I, I when i was in high school it's not like somebody said do you want to be a doctor a teacher or a, a you know a commercial print production coordinator it's like oh i want to do that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right so um so i i know that i want to do something i, I you know i want to earn in earn, earn income by working with people in some capacity where it's helping them with physical health and being better and uh i you know like at this point in my life i don't want to go to uh, four years for a nursing certification. I don't want to do however many years for a doctor. I, no, I just entry level. Um, and I've reached out to a few people that I know who work in the healthcare field. Um, and primarily the ones that were in, you know, like supporting Paul and me when he was in the last stages of life and reaching out to them and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about migrating into this type of a job what do you think do you think that i would be good at it do you think that there's some other job that i might consider or so you know like i, I started it that way so that, that's given me a focus but i'm not stuck on it right so where are you so what's your job search strategy does it focus on is it the connection with other people that are in those roles informational interviews do you use any online resources to do that and kind of reach out like how's How's COVID-19, you know, having this pandemic and being locked down, how's that impacted you moving forward with, you know, this new new career path? Uh, okay, so a couple of things on, on that. So I was working until four weeks ago. So it is, and I, I said to my employer, either I can work at my job and do that, or I can take time and figure out what I want to do 
with my life. I cannot do both of those things. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to resign my job. And so for my first week, what I did was I applied to three different community colleges for this program that I'm interested in. And I connected with work BC to connect with a caseworker who could help me with my job search strategy. And uh, week two was to do a job factory workshop with you. And then the next week, last week, was following up <laughs> with all of the community <laughs> college requirements. Yeah. Like you try to get a high school transcript from a different province when you graduated 40 years ago. Wow, overseas. yeah. Yeah, right? So it's like my high school doesn't exist anymore. Like, oh, God. Uh, anyway, I, so it, it's been uh, uh, it, it's been interesting for me, too, because like when you um, are looking for jobs on the WorkBC website, you have to kind of learn the logic of WorkBC. And so like if I was going to put that, like where would I, how would I find that? Where would I navigate through their website? And when I go to Selkirk College, and it's like, okay, so this program that I'm looking for, where might I navigate that? So there, it's kind of like learning a different language almost. Like it's, that, that's been uh, time consuming. <laughs> yeah. So we're in, this is, we're in week three right now. Four. This is it. This also, sorry, we're in now week four. So how's yeah. week four looking? Uh, so week four is, uh, is just to so, relax, put your feet up and have a margarita. It certainly was on Monday, man. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm taking a break. I've, <laughs> I, I'm just going to, you know, watch Netflix and, and hang out and go with my dog for a super long walk in yeah. sunlight. Uh, yeah. You need the balance, right? Trying to find that. And uh, yeah. And um, yesterday, um, so it doesn't matter which community college I apply for the healthcare assistant program, all of them have the same similar list of requirements. Right. Yeah. So one imagine. of those is uh, work safe, uh, sorry, um, food safe. One is WIMIS and another is first aid CPR. So I've uh, registered for yesterday. I completed um, one of those three courses, the CPR one at Selkirk. And I'm registered for the next food safe one in on Saturday, a week from now. Uh, and then the Wemis one I've applied online. And so it's one of the few things that it, it, that I can complete 100% online. So that's on my agenda for tomorrow. Right. So today is Thursday when we're recording this. So on the on this note of being, and I love this, the structure of like week one, week two. Do you have like how do you organize your time? How do you actually make this happen? Is it all up here? No, God, no. Up here, meaning we pointed to your head. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I cannot. I don't have that much brain uh, memory left. So no, um, I. So this for me is, is something new. Formerly, I'm I'm very much a paper guy, yeah. um, but moving forward, I'm I'm all about uh, iCalendar. I, I have a iMac at home. I have an iPhone now. This is recent and uh ipod so like i'm a like and this is something that i'm um part of the the job factory too is uh embracing technology sucking it up and recognizing that in this day this is how people talk 
this is the language people use. These are the tools that people use to uh, communicate with one another. So get on the train, you know? Yeah. So do you, have you felt barriers with that? Like, have you overcome just some of the learning or are you, do you find it very intuitive to jump into the iPhone and work out how to use the calendar? Cause I feel like this is something that we, I've come across a lot. There's a lot of people out there that are realizing, oh, you know what? I need to jump on the train, figure out how to download zoom to access the job factory meeting. I need to respond to emails and make it, you know, add attachments, you know, attach my resume and figure out how to do that. So do you, is that just something you could just figure out? Uh, so I've, over my work history, I've worked at a lot of different companies, like big companies, small companies, uh, companies that had their own proprietary software. So, you know, like I, when I'm working at a financial institution, we have a, a computer program for banking. So I've had to learn that. And then, you know, like we, convert from one banking computer program to another one, you have to learn that again. And, you know, working in the print industry, point of sale, blah, 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 blah. I've, like I've had a lot of opportunities to, um, I've had a lot of exposure to many different computer programs. Right. Um, so that part of it, I'm, I'm but not in your with. personal life. You're more now just embracing it in an everyday kind of way. Uh, so the, the shift is embracing it and accepting it on a personal front. So for me, it's like I have a landline. I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. But <laughs> it's just, you know, like, and, you know, there, there are a small group of us who use capitalization and punctuation when we communicate with email, you know, like, and I, I have other people that don't, like they use yeah. like acronyms and like these, LOL. these letters. Yeah, well, I'm just like, so I... <laughs> It's again coming back to like languages. It's like having to have a dictionary at, at my side when I'm emailing with some people that it's kind of like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. It's like, hey Siri, <laughs> what the hell does this mean? It's a funny thing, isn't it? I read uh, recently um it was an article on LinkedIn, I think, where I, that I access that's where I found it. And mm -hmm. it was about using emoticons. Use emoticons a lot when you uh, when you're working remotely and you're communicating with other team members, whether it be via text or email. Uh, Teams is what we use um, here at KCDS. But yeah, the idea of using emoticons reg on a regular basis because the tone sometimes doesn't come across on email and text very well. So in order to make sure that you're not rubbing someone up the wrong way, I think that's where the idea of it is that you send lots of happy faces and things like that. And a and it works. Like, it kind of works. I'd caution people about that because some people send me a message that has an emoticon. It's like some green thing. I'm looking at it going, what is that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have no idea yeah. what, what it is. You're like, I, I know that you're trying to communicate something, but I that don't know. Sound positive, I got to say. What did you get out of the job factory? Because I love, like I said, I love your job search plan. I kind of want to know what's going to happen week five, but I'll get back there. It's like, um, <laughs> that's like this, the fifth season. It's like, um, <laughs> it's the, like the uh, crown. You'll right? have to stay tuned. I haven't, I haven't watched yet, but um, I can't wait. The um, <laughs> So week two was the job factory. Week one was identifying and doing some research in healthcare as a healthcare professional. Um, well, lining up and making connections and, and letting people know, okay, I, you know, like I, I, I'm on Facebook, did the Facebook blast. Hey, I, everybody, I'm, I'm done at the credit union. I'm moving forward. I'm going to be looking for something different in I love that. broad strokes. I'm thinking healthcare. What do you think? 
so that I get, you know, the the accolades that that come back and the affirmations and the kindness. So that when I'm out here unemployed in a small town in the middle of freaking nowhere, and I'm thinking, oh my God, what did I do? I've got all of these people are saying, that's awesome, Robert. Another Facebook story, and, and I sent you a, a, a document. So during the um, the uh, job factory process, we talked about um, uh, reaching out to friends and family and coworkers and say, hey, can you, like one or two words to describe me? Like, what's your impression of me? And then to use that information when you're crafting a resume and when you're interviewing and all that. like it's just it's information gathering and it was a, a it was a tool that you suggested so i i took that suggestion and i broadcast it on facebook and i said hey everybody out there on the whole freaking planet i'm changing gears i'm recrafting my resume looking for help asking you, you know, for a couple of words that you think. And I got back, like, I don't know how many responses, like 80, 90. And it was really interesting for me that after the first 20, is that there's definitely a pattern that emerges from it. So, you know, like there's some consistency. And it's uh, like self-awareness is a good thing in my book, I think. Um, and there are some traits, characteristics, qualities that I take for granted in myself. I was impressed that you had gone, you know, you really put yourself out there. So you asked in the message here to everybody on your Facebook, um, I've left my job at the credit union, just like you said, I've taken a course. Um, we, it was suggested that I reach out to friends to get one or two adjectives. I like it, you're very detail oriented. Um, so you get, yeah, you're being very clear with what you're asking and what's come back is, yeah, you got kind, trustworthy, reliable, empathetic, caring, dignified. That's a really nice description. Um, empathetic, genuine, all of the, all of the above plus thoughtful. Somebody else said professional, grounded, sincere, honest, and a, and a great singer. Perfect. <laughs> Throw that one in there. Um, it's fantastic. It's really nice to see. And, yeah, I think if when people are on Facebook, I think, you know, as much as it's a distraction and there's some negatives around social media and it's being talked about a lot now, I think a lot more. Um, but it can be used for good. And I think this is a really great example of how to do that. It's pretty safe at this stage in my life to reach out to, you know, such a, a public forum. You know, like I don't know that I would have been prepared to do that when I was you know, 20. I was gonna say another way to approach it would be to handpick your friends and send it, you know, that would potentially be another way for the, for the younger folks out there that you, and I, cause I think you're right. You could get some mixed responses there. So using Facebook, you got the adjectives from a lot of friends that are out there and yeah. then you played around a little bit of LinkedIn and then you've ended up jumping in to, to renew your resume mm -hmm. that was dated before the job factory. And we talked a lot about strengths, about personality traits and about your values and how to align your values with the job you're going for and how to use your strengths and your personality traits, as well as your transferable skills to really create engaging content for your resume. How are you feeling right now after the workshop? 
optimistic and pleased overall, um, somewhat daunted as well, because I have a lot of experience and trying to distill all of my experience into, you know, two pages. Like, it's really hard. I'm confident that I'll move forward. Um, so in terms of feedback on the job factory, um, it, it was uh, it was an, new to me that I could have a resume and I could share information about myself in that format. There's a cover letter that I could share information about myself in that format. There's a interview in person that I could share my information and gather information from an employer. In my mind, I've, I've um, sort of been operating under the assumption that I have to do it all with my resume. That everything rests on that. And I don't think, I don't feel that now. I feel like um, distilled down, uh, you know, like the, the most salient points, but you don't have to tell the whole story. Like you can't tell your whole story. It's really finding what's your message, your brand, or, you know, you're selling, if you want to call it a brand, your personal brand, but like you being a caring, honest, um, active listener who wants to feel a sense of purpose in their work, supporting others, you know, in going through similar experiences from your partner and so on, then, you know, that's really your, that's really the story and what is going to pull someone in. Right. Um, as I'm sure, you know, so for me, for me, I think the cover letter is going to be a really important part of it. Plus your, you know, any informational interview and your elevator pitch and how you kind of sell yourself that way. Um, and the connections you're going to make. And I feel like you're someone who can very easily make connections and very open and, you know, very confident in that sense. So I think the resume, is it the biggest piece of you moving forward with the next step in your work life? Um, maybe not, maybe those other pieces are, but this is to have something that's nice and sharp looking and you can really own, I think would be good. But yeah, I think it, resumes are important. Um, is it the main piece? The most important thing that you need um, when applying for a job or, or reaching out and networking, I think LinkedIn now, cover letters, like you say, having a good elevator pitch and doing informational interviews and then having the resume as well. I think the combination of all these things are really great. And, the, and like I said, I honestly, I'm very impressed um, because having been self-employed myself and being an entrepreneur, um, I know that how important it is to have a plan. And then, you know, when you have your own business, it's a marketing plan, but essentially what your marketing plan is, is your job search plan, if you want to call it that, but having right. your, having that layout of week one, week two, week three, which week four and being consistent and creating objectives and talking to people and putting it out there on Facebook, asking people, give me some adjectives, you know, how do you see me? And then using that information in addition to the brainstorm that we did in the workshop with the transferable skills and piecing all of that together with your own reflection on your personality traits as well, which, mm -hmm. you know, like the active listener, being empathetic, being, um, you know, and all these other things. I think all of that comes together to really help create a brand that you can then, yeah, I mean, everybody's at a different place. Some people are very confident in their brand and who they are and others, you know, in terms of pitching it for a job, we have to do that extra work. And I think, well, if I could just step back, yeah, go ahead. one other piece of information to share with you is um, in the last stretch of Paul's life, I, uh, it was tough. It was, it was very isolating along 
incredibly stressful, emotionally volatile, a whole bunch of stuff. So in that time, I reached out to a core group of people and I have 10 people that I am with and have been with for two years. And I, I commit to sending out regular updates on my self, like my mental health and with a request back from them that they support me and that these are people that I trust completely. And if I say to them, this is my plan, this is what I'm thinking of. And if the feedback from my group is, I don't know, Robert, I don't think that's good. Like, so I've cobbled together a group of people that I trust and I am committed to being in touch with them. So for me, that's, that's the accountability part of my plan. So when I was working, I had an employer to whom I was accountable. And, you know, like I have this many hours that every week that I'm supposed to do something. And if I'm not doing that, you know, like I'm, I'm called to account, I'm asked to explain my circumstances. And in this stage in my life, I'm, I'm aware of that. So I, I accountability is a, is a part of the equation for me. And that's how I keep myself on track. I and think then, that's exactly what we all need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly, right? And it's lonely out here. You know, like when you go to a job every day during the regular day, it's, it, it defines who we are in society. It, uh, there's a routine there, you know, like there's a bunch of stuff. It's, it's much more than just an income. It's part of our identity and, and so, so much more. Um, and when you don't have that, it's, uh, it's lonely and isolating. And, and so that's a big part of, of my team too. Um, I really love the stuff that you shared. It's great. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share that. And you know, um, so what does week five look like? Uh, and so next week is going to be, um, back to the resume. So I made, I, I, I sweated over making changes to the resume and knowing that you and I would be having a conversation and I would get some feedback from you. Um, so I did that and then I've parked it. And right. so now I wanted to get some feedback from you and thank you. That was, that was great feedback. Um, and now I can go back and I can uh, basically start over again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. no, it's all no, fine. No. Just move everything on the first page off the first page <laughs> and uh, start again at the top. <laughs> but no, it's great. It's, it's a really good start. No, I want to be positive. It's a great start. And you've worked with a template, which is tricky anyway, to work within the confines of that template. And uh, it comes back to my being patient and impatient. And, and it's like, okay, I, I, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to throw this much at it. And I'm going to yeah. like, are we on the right track? I think that's right. Or, yeah. And, and okay. I've, I've got the stuff that I want to bring forward. And then I've got stuff that I want to um, jettison. So it, it's great feedback. So just to focus more on that. I'm really excited to see how your, you know, the next day, how things unfold. Um, and I really, yeah, I genuinely really appreciate you taking the time because it's really interesting to hear. And I think it's so important to, for people to think about this, having an actual job search plan that you, you know, you make those plans, set those goals over a, you know, weekly period and then revisit it and see what's working, what's not working and thinking about how to, you know, how to embrace your network to give you further support as well to move things forward. So it's been really nice to, to chat and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm, I'm really pleased that you asked me. 
It was great to talk to Robert today, and I'd like to highlight four key takeaways from our conversation. First of all, the job search plan. Think about creating a weekly plan with a set of clear objectives. It's a great motivator having tasks to complete each week and will help the momentum of your job search. The objective could be as simple as meeting with an employment counsellor or maybe even listening to the latest episode of the Job Factory podcast. Number two, think of your job search as a strategy. It's not just the resume. It's also the research, the informational interviews, the networking, creating an engaging cover letter, preparing for the interview. Number three, Think about creating a support network, a small group of friends that you can check in with on a regular basis to make sure that you're being accountable and meeting the objectives that you're setting for yourself. Also, another way to do this is to sign up for a one-on-one session with an employment counsellor and also think about joining a career workshop like the Job Factory. Number four, you can't avoid technology. So embrace technology and it's very much part of the process now of finding a job and applying for a job. So understanding the basics like emails, online calendars, how to navigate Zoom and these online platforms that people are using more and more now. So that's unavoidable and I think seeking extra support and embracing that is really important. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Job Factory podcast. Subscribe now and make sure you don't miss our next episode. For more information about our employment services, please go to our website at kcds.ca.